0: What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 128 of The Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Did you ever step back and and realize that
1: we have, uh, I guess, I don't know we have California accents, but we have lots of California terminology. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I've realized lately in Slack How could
0: we not? I mean, I knew. I just, I love that... For instance... There are hella watermelons on your shirt. Hella watermelons <laughs> on your <my> shirt.
1: <laughs> exactly. So now, like, in Slack, people are referencing our terminology a lot, which yeah. I love. People are like, I really like this disc. Or as Joe would say, it's my jam.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, jam's great. It yeah. is. And it's lots of It could be jam. a musical term. It could also be referring to a delicious spread that you put on toast. I don't like... You know what? I'm fine with moist. Something about spread, I just don't like. You know, I never thought of it that way. I actually like it better now. Like, spread is... Ugh. Yeah, why not? I just don't... Just, just...
1: Well, it's also as an anti-condomite.
0: Do you, do you really want me to, to elaborate on the various things that you could spread? Because I can. Or, you could move on. We could talk about disc golf. Well, maybe but the USDGC. I'm not talking about
1: things, things that you can spread. I'm talking about things that are considered... Um, spreadable s- sp- or like something that is a spread, like ass spread. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Like what is
1: good that is a spread? It's all bad.
0: Oh, there could be a number of things that'd be great as a spread. Like you could have like a like an awesome Thanksgiving spread, like all the food okay. that's out there. All right, all right, you, right you know, that's, me. that's that's you know, just a fold on dinner table full of greatness. You could also, you know.
1: Like for me, I'm gonna move <laughs> past that real quick. <laughs> That doesn't like uh, mayonnaise and mustard and all that stuff. Like when someone's like, "Oh, it's got this great spread on it," like talking about a sandwich or a burger. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm against it.
0: Yeah, I could understand how someone with a condiment phobia like you would have trouble with. It's a legit phobia, by the way. Like, like it's, it's. I dislike it. There's only. Are you also like a, a cream cheese? You can't do cream cheese.
1: I don't enjoy cream cheese. No. Oh
0: man, you were just. Or
1: or sour cream. Um, but uh, honestly, the only, the only condiment that I like fully am like phobic about is probably well I guess there's a lot mustard is number one really not mayonnaise not mayonnaise mustard is number one okay without a doubt I, I would be lying if I said that in drunken states when I've like gotten like sandwiches at restaurants and there's like a thin bit of of mayonnaise that I've been like, I'm not going to eat this. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, oh, I hate this, but <laughs> I, I, I am drunk and it's going to make my
0: life better. Uh, had there been mustard though, I full on would have been like, like, I will dry heave <laughs> mustard. Really? That's interesting. I mean, that's crazy. You're crazy. Mustard's the but worst,
1: worst thing on earth. I like There's I, that old, like CKY I, thing about them putting like mustard on Ray head. Uh-huh. And I would, I would throw punches i 100
0: percent understand the the segment of people that are like mayo is gross because like i understand like i enjoy mayo but like i also understand yes it is gross like it's it's weird it's nasty
1: it is but i also will slather butter
0: on like yeah exactly everything and i'm like it's not that yeah they're not that far apart basically you know but mustard like what about like honey mustard are you talking like french's mustard any? French
1: is for sure. Just straight yellow mustard is the worst thing on earth. And I, the other I mustard I'm
0: also against. Okay. So, like, I don't hate yellow mustard, but I would very much prefer some. Like, I, I'll go with a honey mustard. Like, Sierra Nevada, for instance, makes a delicious honey mustard. I think you'd like it. Be really I'd be happy to to bring you some samples and, I'll and, pass. and help, you, help you work that out. I'll pass. But, uh, so, uh, disc golf, now that we've, uh, We've got through that, yeah. We have a great show for you tonight. We are going to recap the USDGC and the awesome tournament that that took place. We are also going to preview the Ed Hedrick Disc Golf Hall of Fame Classic. And we'll also do our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring on the course. Tonight we have the Innova Sonic. Uh,. The Garrett Gurthy Signature Sonic, and we're gonna pair that with Lines by Anchorage Brewing Company, which is an 8.4%. I think it's an IPA, right? Yeah, I'd say maybe like a, a double. I think so. I'll have to double check that, but pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a double. So it
1: says it's not so like, on the can.
0: Not like I didn't need any show notes and, and you. know, It's look, a double. It's look, fine. Look this up ahead of time, but you know, no big deal. Um. But yeah, so we uh, Joe and I have been g- kind of gushing on. We we had our pre-show went from and, like spread to gushing. Yeah, I know. i, I it was intentional. Um, we do our pre-show every week and release that to our Patreon subscribers and, and those of you that want to hear more disc golf podcast, check out Patreon.com/slash Disc Golf Podcast. But and this previous one, we just kind of gushed a little bit about the usdgc and the the coverage and we're gonna do it again on this pod because um there was a lot of hype leading up to the usdgc and that they were going to give us live coverage that you know the likes of which we've never seen before and that sort of thing and and we were pretty skeptical especially when they kind of released a thing that kind of called it Hole Seventeen, and we're like, "Holy shit! Is it just going to be whole Seventeen? If that's the case, you know, I don't need to watch people's souls die all day oh long. My God, yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I really hope that's not the case. I don't need to watch people like taking eights, you know, with regularity on that that hole, um, the the crusher of dreams. Uh, and
1: uh, let's let's get set back. If you, so you heard the likes of which have never been seen. Yeah, what went through your mind, or in your mind, what would, what would that be? We a uh, spoiler. We didn't get that. No,
0: not not necessarily. No,
1: and the, there the there things, were some great pieces that we'll get to. But if you were to think about like what would um, be no, game changing to me,
0: to me, game changing is is uh, is. Being able to cover, like, four or five cards at once.
1: Yep. And be it's, able to switch between them. And switch between with them. With no coverage and, loss. And, and, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, but, and I understand, I fully understand, for those of you listening, yeah, understanding the the limitations and the money involved in something like that. I fully understand that. Yeah, but, no, we but weren't when, expecting that. When I wasn't expecting that, but when you tell me, like, what would I, what would I think, you know, groundbreaking, you know, never seen this before, I would say being able to cover... Even even if you told me that you could live cover both the lead and the chase card at the same time and switch back and forth just two cards, I that I would consider groundbreaking. Um, and I you know, I hope that we're we're moving towards that, but but that's, you know, the kind of when you say things like that and, and I forget exactly where I saw it, but there's a couple different Innova posts on it and stuff like that that were, um, pretty hypey. Yeah. They
1: kind of went over the top. Um, before we get more into live coverage, because I think there's more to say about live coverage. I do think through consistency, the next day coverage was, was close to groundbreaking.
0: Yeah. I, it was very, very, very good and, um, caught up very fast. And the quality has has remained the same. Uh, The the Jomez, you know, coverage was fantastic. So that that was a was a positive. I think they had a lot more, um, you know, manpower, lady power. Yeah. Well, so that's working on these on these. The big piece right there
1: was that the Jomez coverage. Yep. It wasn't the Jomez CCDG Mm -hmm. Smashbox combined to do great things Mm -hmm. i think that clean consistency consistent graphics consistent releases consistent channel
0: that you go to watch it at right you know like you you go you what you know exactly where it's going to be you just you just hit that up and the commentary
1: Um, was you know proven commentators yep um they didn't bring in and not and that this current, is bad because current pros, you know, current pros. But I, I think um, even some of my favorite channels will pull tour directors or people that aren't proven. And sometimes it's uh, it's amazing. Sometimes there's someone who's never been on the mic before, and it's fantastic. And you want more. I mean, that's yeah. Honestly, that's how Sexton and Germ and all of them got yeah. started. I mean, yeah. they obviously had to start somewhere. Of course they just. Started doing it and it worked, but but we had proven just kind
0: of like how we started this podcast. Totally we just started totally. By the way, the we shit.
1: we've proven that we can do this. So if someone wants us to commentate on disc golf, we uh, probably don't have time. But no, but we're a proven commodity. <laughs> I I am sure our listeners won't understand if we were like, hey, we can't do a podcast this week because we were commentating for
0: uh dude if, if 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 any one of them contacts us tomorrow I'd be like hey we need you to do commentary on this i'd be like you know i got like this i gotta go to pumpkin patch on sunday with my kids and you know i mean best of luck to you but i mean that's what you'd say <laughs> and i'd be
1: like spencer
0: <laughs> come do commentary with me you'd replace me that quickly fine no i would not I see how but it God, is with spencer <laughs> robin i need you <laughs> spencer spe-
1: i love you spence so be like all right, uh, right there, uh, he threw, uh, <laughs> looks like a mid-range. Spence, it's a 600-foot hole. That was not a mid-range. <laughs> well, I mean a Buzz and a Destroyer, pretty much the same disc.
0: <laughs> oh, Spence, we love you. I love you, Spence. Uh, so, I'm, my, the, the thing that ended up happening, so we had Fulcrum Media Group, who is uh, a... a video production company that has done a bunch of different things, but most notably they've done a lot of ultimate uh, Frisbee competition videos. So they are kind of in the the flying disc world and it it makes sense that they would have gotten connected to to disc golf as a result of that. And um, for, for this particular event, we had, you know, a, a camera that was on on uh, cameras that were on hole seventeen, and then they we also had the Jomez uh, coverage that was being followed for the lead card that was piped in as well. So you had lead card footage, and then they also, uh, you know, uh, segmented in the hole seventeen footage for a couple different cards when they had downtime, um, and then they also had the um, you know, booth commentators which was uh, uh, Avery and uh, Michael Thomas and um, Jamie Thomas Jamie Thomas sorry in that I I'm all, I'm, all in, I'm in football mode <laughs> Jamie Thomas and uh, what That's really how it started yeah what really um, was the icing on the cake and and what kind of uh, crushed just a grand slam on on this coverage was Ken Climo coming in for the final two rounds yeah um, and I think I learned more about disc golf in in watching those two live rounds than I can ever remember on, on any disc golf broadcast. He was just, uh, you know, very present, very aware of the situation, very, uh, I just, he explained everything so well, and you just felt like you were, you know, learning from the champ which you were
1: you were you were it was it was it was history of the game history of discs in general his own experience his history
0: yeah the strategy which was spot on yep like uh, e- explaining exactly what the the right strategic move for each player was and having them basically do that and if they didn't do what he said that was kind of a mistake you know what you know what it reminds (laughs) me of
1: a ton like timeout football world
0: tony romo getting in the booth yeah it does actually like tony romo is fantastic in the booth and like he'll say things he'll call right before they happen he'll call plays you'll you'll hear him and uh and Klein was the same way he just he sees it and uh and understands the game so well, and I I need it. But he's
1: also old school, too, so he's like uh, – like in the – foot, like d- just to bring it back to football, when like a QB gets lit up and an old school QB is like, ah, that shouldn't be a penalty, like in my day, whatever. Clambo's mm-hmm. like overstable. No, we didn't have those. <laughs> like I had to throw – a, a 128 polecat on a Heiser flip, yeah, like half speed to get there. I threw it upside you know down, certain, right? And like, he was like, Oh, we I feel bad fore, too. Forehand, forehand wasn't an option because there wasn't a disc that yeah. was stable enough to throw a forehand 400 feet, like yeah. that wasn't a thing. I had to Heiser flip, you know, a, a DX Wraith, yeah, and hope that it held the line exactly.
0: So you know, <laughs> it was it was it was excellent, and I really hope that that uh, Ken decides to to expand his his involvement in disc golf media going forward for the tournament scene because it was a major draw for me for me personally. Like watching it, it was like, oh, this I've never seen before. It like, was it like was you fantastic. hear different players and and talking about it. it but on the live coverage is a different thing like when you hear Paul McBeth you know Paul McBeth can give similar insight on post produce content and he does right but on live coverage to have someone with that much experience and that much skill and that much knowledge breaking down the game in front of you it's just kind of like just step back let him do it like Avery, Avery and Jamie just kind of being like just ask him they literally had the easy they just got to ask him questions for, for three hours. They're just like, Alright, well what do you think here, champ? You know, like, hey champ, we're in this situation, what do you think? And then just right, right. and just listen to him break down the game better than than anyone we've ever heard. So
1: No, and it, it was it was it was fantastic. Like you gotta realize this guy Did his, you know, his 12 world championships came before the Destroyer was a disc. I know. That's bananas. Like Paul Macbeth, Avery Jenkins, like their tails are built on that disc. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even have that chance.
0: Yeah, he was Eagles and AVRs and
1: (laughs) (laughs) rocks. Right. And probably 20 discs that. We've seen on like uh, factory seconds on the end of a shop that yep. were like, I don't what <laughs> what uh, what's a coyote? I don't know. I'm cool. <laughs> <Nah>. A wolf? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> even know. We're good. Yeah. He was like, oh no, that was groundbreaking. Like, yeah. uh, speaking of which, when we get to our our, uh, our deer review, I'm sure this is uh, closer to the origins of disc golf than pretty much anything else we've ever reviewed
0: on this kind of i mean it's a yeah it's a it's well it 100 percent different than any disc we've ever reviewed on this podcast so that's that's for sure so should we get to to results at this point for for uh oh i do want to say one more thing
1: because i know i said this in our pre-show but i do want to bring it up before we get past the coverage um (laughs) i want to say sad i want to say eeyore i don't know um i would say conscious of the outcome, Eulaberry is one of my favorite commentators I've ever heard. Yeah, (laughs) Eulaberry with Risley uh, was great when he knew he kind of pooped the bed that round. Um, He didn't, he, he totally was like, oh, yeah, crush that, like, uh, oh, check out that putt, like, knowing he missed the putt, like, oh, nope. Oops. <laughs> no, that was, that was real bad. <laughs> or there was, like, one where he he threw a putt, and he, like, threw it into headwind, and he, like, totally like, turned to the card because he missed it high, and he was like, that lifted, like, a full foot. Like, you could hear him saying that to the, the card, and he was like, no, no, it didn't. <laughs> like, that was just, that was, I mean, I lifted a little bit, but that was just a bad putt. I just, yeah. I just love how candid he was, and he was having a good time, and AJ Risley like definitely yeah. kept him afloat in positivity. Um, I agree. It was, it was good. It was, it was super fun. I liked it. to hear. Well, but also he was like on a card with Eagle and Ricky, and just to be like, oh, I laced that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they threw it seventy feet farther than me. I that's think, just how it is.
0: I think overall this tournament, this USDGC. Produce the most quality content that we've seen in a long time, in terms of like rewatching. Like I, it's not often that I will consider rewatching live footage. Right, and I'm going to. I am absolutely going to rewatch at least the last two rounds. Um, I guess that was the only ones, though, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I it's not often that that's that's the case. And and then on top of that, the the lead and chase cards they were all e- extremely high, well done. And uh, it's this this tournament produced a lot of great disc golf footage. That's gonna gonna do a lot of good for for uh, you know promoting our sport. So that was fantastic. So should we hit the hit the standings? Yeah, I'm I'm into it. In first place, we have Paul Macbeth at 34 down who battled a cold all week he was uh had some massive hot rounds which we talked about in our last podcast cuz they'd already happened and then kind of held on to to win but still produced a a solid tournament you know with with uh you know minus 5 in his final round and then his uh his round 3 was a minus 4 so he was really red hot early on and then kind of did everything he needed to to uh, to hang on for the win and it got real close it Towards did. Towards the end.
1: Multiple times. It, that entire round was like a back and forth. Yeah. Actually, in all honesty, until looking at it right now, it didn't click in my mind that he won by three strokes. Yeah. Because it really was like fluky at the end stuff that even. Yeah. Made it that well, way. Kevin Jones had it was a took str- that it was 5 a on 17. Yeah. And then Conrad took a 5 on 18
0: exactly so it, it was really kind of you know like both con conrad, conrad especially going into 18 was just a stroke behind um yeah and uh kevin jones was uh was two strokes behind going into 17 and then ended up uh ended up throwing ob on his putt so he he kind of ended up way way right and ran a long putt, probably like a 50-60 footer, and went over the hay bales. And since this uh, is stroke and distance uh, on that particular hole, he he goes back from his original spot, so he had to re-putt from from 60 feet and uh, just barely stayed in bounds on that one.
1: Well, it was time to capitalize too, because Paul had thrown he OB. didn't
0: make the island but this was after Kevin Jones's first shot too so he was oh, the last you're right. he was the last one to shoot so they didn't know when they drove that he had done that I am pretty sure
1: no because Paul birdied 16 Oh you're right Kevin yeah Kevin Jones yeah, yeah, and James Conrad yeah, yeah, yeah you're
0: right yeah okay so but uh but yeah so it was a little surprising to see Kevin Jones um you know have such a safe play on his drive it was a forehand shot that just kind of –
1: Yeah, that was crazy. And, 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 then and it, and it was McBeth, honestly uh, very surprising to see Kevin Jones touch nothing and go OB yeah. on the putt because his putting was super confident and touching and metal if not he going in He missed some pretty easy
0: shots though too. Yeah. He had, he had some like 15, 20-foot misses. That's true. In it in, in the That's round that, that cost him big That's time. true. It was
1: the round it was the round prior that he was like nails. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, this he was pretty shaky with the putter in, yeah, you're in right. this round. You're right. Um and, and, but Paul Macbeth hit a very early tree on a backhand shot with what I assume was a Nova. It was definitely a Nova. Um and and and, and so he went OB on his first shot on seventeen, kinda like nightmare scenario. But then uh pulled out a forehand. And parked it. So yep. Well, but Paul Macbeth parked. parked. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was he was, he was like twenty five, probably twenty five feet. <laughs> 25, 25 Yeah, yeah. Like but, 20,
0: yeah, you're good. For me, I'd be like, well, shit. So it and the but then uh James Conrad, perfect AVR shot, uh, ace run, absolutely, you know, handicap parked, and and pulled within a stroke of Paul Macbeth after Kevin Jones, uh you know, takes takes that five on 17 so so going into 18 conrad was just a shot behind paul um and had a pretty good drive and paul mcbeth just just closed it out with about as perfect an upshot as you can possibly land on that hole um just parking himself for for the birdie three like to
1: the point that he threw it and everyone was like oh okay like maybe I don't know it trickled down and he got up and saw it and just started clapping like he knew yeah he knew as soon as he saw where his disc was he was like I I won
0: yep there was no way where after that shot there was no way anyone could could win other than him I mean it it was it was perfect probably one of the best shots of his entire round to be honest yeah um and it looked scary
1: for a minute, too, because that just, like, trickled down the hill. It easily could have. Every shot, like, the entire four days, every shot I watched on 18 approach shots, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, that's going to go into the wad. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, they all, like, oh, yep. they're co- coming in too hot, coming in too Oh, no, never mind. Yep. Like, they know what they're doing so wet, like. Yeah. Every single time, even when I knew the outcome, I was like, oh, that's not – that's yeah. bad. Oh, no, so, it's, it's
0: and, fine. And uh, he'd been battling a cold, so he uh, he was in, in not perfect shape the whole time and, and still managed to put together a terrific victory. So Paul McBeth, 34 down. James Conrad in second place at 31 down. Kevin Jones in third place at 30 down. Nate Sexton in fourth place at twenty nine down. Ricky Waisaki. Hey, that guy. Uh at in fifth place at twenty seven down. Eagle McMahon in sixth place at twenty six down. Greg Barsby, Josh Anthon tied in seventh place at twenty five down. And then we have Garrett Gerthy at twenty four down and Chris Dickerson at twenty three down to round out your top ten. So
1: Oh go down just a little more. I just want to
0: so Nathan Queen, oh Eulberry, who's 13. from
1: Utah, right? Where Where'd you say he was from? <laughs> I said Utah, but he's from like South Carolina. <laughs> Utah, give me two. <laughs> it would have been awesome if I was right. Look at McCray. I didn't even look at that. I didn't even get this deep into this. Good for him. Yeah. Berry, though, that's rough. Drop eight spots in the final round. Yeah. He's had a rough go.
0: Well, an even final round, you know. That's that's not, that's not. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, that's no bueno.
0: Yeah. So, but overall, fantastic tournament. Uh, fun course to watch. I'm still not a huge fan of of the stroke and distance. You know, the hazard zones and stuff like that. Um, I feel like if you get that close on some of them, it's still a good shot, and you shouldn't be penalized for it. But, um, but nonetheless, these these guys played fantastic and james conrad is is starting to show that you know he's he's got a usdgc victory in his future he has been here close a lot no totally i mean so in the commentary
1: watching the final round jomez um i'm pretty positive nate sexton at least the last four if not last five years has finished top four yep Which, you know, finish top four long enough, you're going to get a number one. Mm -hmm. Did you see? I think it was on Facebook, so you probably didn't see. uh, Avery Jenkins posted a picture of the 2008 Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: I think it was 2000. Was it eight or six? Eight. Yeah. Where Paul McBeth is is like a baby.
1: Long, shaggy hair. Yeah. 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 Like just the tiniest little guy. Mm hmm. uh, With. Doss Jenkins, and the champ.
0: I didn't see it on Facebook, but I did see oh, it. Oh,
1: God, fantastic. But that's the thing, too. Like, in 2010, 2011, Paul McBeth was the kid who was finishing. And, and I think Kevin Jones is in that conversation with with James Conrad, too. Uh, he was the guy who's finishing, like, second and third every tournament. And then all of a sudden, you know, 2012 strikes and he's – Kevin Take Jones
0: gonna get paid.
1: I know he totally is. There's no way he stays with Pro Discus. No, like there's no way.
0: No, they, they 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 don't. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do well. Where's he gonna go? I still think it's Discmania. I I I think that that's what it's gonna be.
1: That's that's. Uh, I mean, he could
0: he could slot th- right in. I, th- and,
1: I think and that be a, that a boom bro. I
0: I I think that maybe he gets gets possibly better monetary offers from like dynamic discs but i think that the slate of discs from from discmania fit with his game better than any other company like pd2s and and all that jazz he's at pd2s and fds and and all that sort of stuff i think he's he would he would do well with that all that overstable plastic you know sp- I'm, uh, plus, dark horse. plus he gets to throw innova dark horse by doing that
1: dark horse.
0: Discraft. I don't think so. Do, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you one word. Why? Well, I mean, discraft is the, is the overstable plastic. You're not going
1: to let me, can I get my word? Sure. Think about this man, this young man with an arsenal of zones.
0: Well, yeah, but. He, oh God. I mean, I, I, I agree, Ooh. but but I, I I think that like, uh, I just thick wet my bed. I just feel like it's, it's kind of Discmania's MO for the, the young, you know, hard throwing, far throwing with, with Simon and Eagle. So we'll see. But they
1: kind of, they have Simon and Eagle though. That's my only I thought. know, but. And I feel like, um, you know, Doss is, is giving a lot of love to his brew, which makes sense. And I'm excited for that. Uh, they, you know, they have Dickerson, they don't, they don't have, and they have MJ, but they don't have like a, Mm -hmm. a face of their brand right now was Doss. And I think he, and I, and I, I do have, I think there's a good
0: chance he comes back a lot more full force next year. Um, I would be interested. I don't think that I, I get the feeling of Discraft is not. As devoted to disc golf as some of these other companies. No, totally. I'm just like, thinking about
1: I, the throws that he had and the amount of overstable putter throws
0: that he threw. Hmm. Um, but he could do that with P2s, you know, all day. I, it's, I. Yeah, that's so some sea lines he get my, after. In my heart, says that he goes to Discmania because he knows the discs will work well for him. My right. my head says that he's going to end up with dynamic because they will offer him the most money.
1: Well, I say that too, but I I I do feel like um, he has enough momentum to be the face of something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so and he is I, a I, confident. I, I, dude. I would
1: say I would say trilogy, but I could see uh, like a West Side. I could see like yeah, a piece of yeah, it of where course. it's like it can be is. Yeah, well, latitude has Ricky. Um, so? No, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going out on the edge and being like, "Who could, you know?"
0: But yeah, uh, Kevin Jones is a likable, uh, confident athlete. I mean, he's like, you know, hide your wife.
1: Also, with the new oversell stuff that they're putting out, I would not be blown away with a big MVP run at him.
0: Hmm, that'd be interesting. I don't know that they have the capital to do it. I, I don't. I don't know if they do. I either. don't think that they can compete with, with at this point. It would be. It would be a. Um,
1: it would be a gamble. It would not be a. Yeah. It would have to like if it was them. I would. I would say maybe even like Discraft. It would have to be like a where we're putting ourselves. Hmm. Uh, we're we're taking a risk going after it, whereas Innova Discmania, because of the connection with Innova. Anything yeah. trilogy is like, ah, eh, it'd be real cool if it worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: I don't, I very much doubt there will be any uh, random tier that, there, yeah, there's no, legacy is not going to happen.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Pro, Pro Disc like, if he stays with Pro Discus, uh, they are investing I, you know, I heard half him of their capital.
0: On, I, I heard interviews with him, and I just... I don't get the feeling that that Prodiscus is an option from from the way he was talking because he was very much open to the to the you know the the money essentially, and um it wasn't it, that wasn't that's not a direct quote but but he was, uh, you heard it first
1: Robert said <laughs> Kevin Jones said show me the money. No,
0: he was, he was excited about the, the prospect of being essentially a free agent in the disc golf world and what, uh, what doing well or winning it at, at USDGC could do for that, that prospect. So, um, and at the same time that he had honored his, you know, commitment to pro discus for this period of time. And it just didn't sound like the kind of person that was going back to sign a, uh, a hometown friendly contract, so to speak. So, uh, he's going to maximize everything and he's an extremely marketable player. Um, <clears throat> he's, you know, like I said, confident, he's, he's charismatic, uh, and, and let put on a good showing elite distance and and just overall elite athlete you Yeah, know, when you like the kind of players that i bet he's a great kisser t- i mean what <laughs> what huh um uh, yeah i mean just a, a great set of great set of pecs and nice nice traps and i, I feel like he'd he'd really be able to um oh, sorry what were we like grip our D's. Like yeah, yeah. Like he's perfectly. G- he has fantastic. grip on his just give him a rip. Rose, it wasn't. Just crank, crank on those D's. God, I'm just getting a little sweaty here. Is it warm in here? <laughs> Is it? Nope, the just, shedio needs a thermostat. Just your pants. Some sort. No, it's Whoa.
1: It's uh, it's it's fall. Like it's it's yeah. It's for real
0: fall. Like I'm I am uh, I don't even have any daughters, but I'm worried about them. You know, being around Kevin Jones. Yet, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> oh man, but uh, good, good for Kevin Jones. Good showing. Uh, it's unfortunate that that it ended in that manner, but he kind of had to. It, he had to run that shot on seventeen to try and make it, and it just skipped over hay bale, um, and it, it would have been tough for him to to win had he done any, even if it didn't skip over and stayed put, it still would have been tough for him to, to win, especially the way Paul finished out 18. It wouldn't have mattered. Even if he'd stayed in bounds, you know, bounce off the hay bale, made his putt for par, he would have been one stroke behind and Paul McBeth pinned his up shot for a birdie. And it, it, you know, it would have been difficult. So, um, well, it still would have been possible because Kevin Jones could have, you know, birdied that hole, but he didn't. So it's it's tough.
1: Yeah, I guess going back, I, the the biggest
0: um, question about it was the safe play on 17. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, th- I think if you want to question anything about it, and I just don't think he meant to do that. I think that was just a bad throw. Right. I think that he meant to ace run it. And just had a bad throw.
1: Yeah, because Sexton with that made sense, playing safe. Yeah, he he knew fourth place. Was, yeah, he
0: was just trying to was where it's secure at secure his money line. Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I I think that that was just a bad throw. And I haven't seen anything or heard anything directly about that. But I think that he probably just released early and didn't didn't get the throw he wanted, and and because. Uh, you know he wanted to pin it just like, like Conrad did because that's what he needed to do. It. I mean, he could end up tied. Right. I mean, sometimes like you just <clears> don't <throat> grip the D right. And it, it comes out early. Yeah, I mean, a strong man like him, it's just... it's uh... yeah, It just just came out early, you know? Gross. All right, so... <laughs> I
1: was, I, I what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> coming up, and actually, uh, it, by the time you hear this, it will have started... But uh, the Ed Hedrick Disc Golf Hall of Fame Classic, the National Tour Finale, Finale, F- Finale, Fiend? It's it's Finale. Finale. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm glad you helped me. Finale. Finale. Oh, I like Finale better. Finale?
1: No. Finale? No, no, no one likes that.
0: Finale. finale. I like that. That's good. So uh, in Appling, Georgia. Starting on October twelfth, which we're recording on October eleventh, the night of this point. So this is gonna be, you know, it's gonna Joe and I are gonna have to start digging deep pretty soon for our, our podcast content.
1: Yeah, we're gonna probably start reaching out again soon for we're gonna do uh, a, topics and questions. Yeah, and probably and
0: a, a new series of uh male disc golfers that we think are handsome. <laughs> we're gonna start <laughs> we're gonna
1: start a whole new series of podcasts called uh Disc Golf Answer Guys. <laughs> Where's like you send us questions and we'll answer
0: them. Yeah, you know, that's a great idea. I don't think there's actually I don't think there's anybody who like answers there. questions. So, yeah.
1: we'll we'll do that for y'all. We'll be the we'll be the Disc Golf Answer Guys. Yeah, what if
0: it was like Disc Golf Answer Dudes? That that'd be great. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in. It'd be dads. <laughs> <laughs> the, di- the
1: Disc Answer Dudes. <laughs>
0: and uh you know you could just uh call in or email in questions and and we could answer them uh despite our our lack of qualifications for such but you know i i just feel like you know
1: is it i think that's okay i feel like a podcast could survive with maybe having like someone who may or may not know what they're talking about and then someone else who like has no business giving (laughs) advice on on disc golf stuff
0: wow that was i feel like that could work (laughs) (laughs) are you referring to specific people or are you just no this is a brand
1: new idea no one's ever had a podcast (laughs) like this Oh, so obviously i'm talking about us oh yeah no that was clear (laughs) i was talking about like if spencer joined us oh got it yeah Cal- i guess i
0: didn't explain that california bad boy who <laughs> we call cbb kind C- C- of similar to <laughs> <laughs> to what i don't know what you're talking about i don't know there's there's another abbreviation for for something but i you know who knows anyway cool the, the spencer <laughs> what salient breeze
1: salient, uh, salient boy what, what if what if Kevin <laughs> what if Kevin Jones resurrected Salem? <laughs> I, I can't. I what just... if Kevin Jones was like, "Listen. And this is for you, Joey. Gateway is."
0: Oh, there we go. Gateway's
1: going to do it. Yeah. All right. I'm Kevin Jones for Reptilian Disks. <laughs> now we're really getting crazy. I only throw stegos. <laughs> stegos. I carry 14 stegos <laughs> in different plastics. And I can actually throw a stego 450 feet. He <laughs> probably
0: can come at me. sadly, like upside down. Probably <laughs> on a on a full hyzer. He can probably he can probably place kick a stego like 375.
1: He was a kicker, right? A, I know a collegiate yeah. kicker. Yeah, yeah, that's rad. That was the yeah. I know. I was just I was reminding myself and making sure I wasn't going off base. Yeah,
0: but uh, so uh, Ed Hedrick disc golf hall of fame classic. Should we do picks? Um, so Ricky wesaki wins yes no that's how this year works
1: no so wait time out so this is the national tour, f- tour finale so does that mean they have like the, the final round for like where all the po- like points matter and all that stuff I think so or what's like the I don't
0: know I don't know I'm just I'm just so excited about about the the USDGC that happened and I I'm I honestly didn't do a lot of prep for this one. So um, I just wanted to mention that it happened, and happening, happening. It's going to happen, and it's know, not. It's not Rick. It, it, this is kind of like if you were to follow, um, you know, like Eddie Murphy at, at a at a comedy show. Like you know, it's just it's it's gonna be Sexton, really. I'm still I'm going Ricky because because that's how this year has gone. I feel like it hasn't though. Yeah, it's it's been like it's been like random person, Paul, Ricky, random person, Ricky, Paul, random person.
1: I feel like it was like Eagle, Ricky, Paul, random person. I'm, at this point, I'm considering Ricky, Eagle random person. And then it was like uh Paul, random person, Eagle, random person. That's pretty Paul. close to what I said. I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it has trailed off in the second half of, like, this season yeah. to where Rick isn't in the every other,
0: every he three. Was like, he was, like, fifth place, right? Because he had a real good last round. He played, like, exactly. Goobies. Yeah, no, this is, this is, uh, Rick's gonna, Rick's gonna put his stamp on the end of the season right here. He's gonna dominate. You pick your winner.
1: Can I just pick any? You already did. Rick? You
0: said Sexton, right? I did. Yeah. All right. So I did. So we're gonna Sexton
1: put a, versus Rick. We're gonna put a bet on it the right way. Oh, okay. So we've been we've been doing it the wrong way forever. Got it. The winner gets a buzz ball.
0: Okay. So, I, the winner has to be bought a buzz ball yes. by the loser. The Got loser
1: it. brings a buzz ball to the winner.
0: All right. Fair we enough. started
1: so, like, it just doesn't make sense for the loser to get a buzz ball.
0: No, it doesn't. Like, that's really like,
1: doesn't. oh, you lost. Let me give you a present. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: That's true. I agree. All right. So, all right. You ready for our deer review? Wait,
1: wait, wait. Let's, let's, I'm going to add extra. Ooh. Just uh, placement will still get a exactly. Buzz ball. Yes. All right. Higher place. All right. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. Of course. All right. And only Tequila Rita. Come on. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Come on. Come on, bro. Just making sure. All right. It's time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know what you should bring on the course. Tonight, we have the Innova Sonic, which is a one-speed, two-glide, minus four-turn, zero-fade putter.
1: Approach disc. And we also have the Anheuser-Busch Bud Light. (laughs) And
0: and we're pairing that with Lines by Anchorage Brewing Company, which is an 8.4% Imperial IPA. And uh, we're about to open that. I am somewhat worried
1: that we're looking at Beer Advocate and it says, this beer is retired, no longer
0: brewed. Yeah, that, that could typically be an issue with a double IPA. But uh it says twenty seventeen, so it, it's less than a year old. That's that's not too bad. That's from Alaska, so it probably has like Yeah, uh, I mean it was
1: probably has that special water in it from the water boy that always stays cold. And it was
0: probably basically frozen for most of the time. So it should be okay. Actually it tastes great. I'm 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 a fan. So Joe, why don't you start us off by talking about the Sonic? Can can you do that? That was that was fantastic Um
1: content. Hey, you ever throw a frisbee? <laughs> like <laughs> like like a frisbee, not a, a lid. not a disc, a lid. Um Did you like that? You have fun with that? Like maybe you're an ultimate player. Uh, and you're just transitioning disc golf. And you're like a pull cat isn't <laughs> ultimate disc enough. Um Get yourself a Sonic. Yeah. It, it it's like a it's like a it's like a smaller lid. It's, it's so think about if you've ever gone to college and and like credit card companies set up tables and like, hey, take this frisbee for my credit card, uh-huh. and it's uh, I don't know three quarters the size of a regular frisbee. And like um, and like forty
0: two grams and
1: forty two grams and you throw it and it goes uh, straight out of your hand to the right for right hand backhand, um, and you're like, man, I like how this thing looks, but it flies like crap. Get a Sonic.
0: Yeah, because it flies hun- a lot. Cooler. 175 and- one
1: hundred um, seventy five grams one hundred seventy seven. This one. No, it's it's a ton like a a regular ultimate frisbee. Um, it's heavier than most, I think, like most Ultimate Frisbee. Well, no, I guess they're one 175 to 180, so I guess yeah, it's not. Yeah, I take that back. Um, but it, it, it's it's nice. It's um, understable, for sure. Uh, pretty much, you can throw it straight to where you want on a nice just wrist flick, or you can put some arm into it like you're throwing an actual disc golf disc, and it's going to flip, and it's going to turn over. But... The thing that I really dig about the Sonic is it's not going to flip and turn over and cut roll. It's just going to nice, slow turn to the right. No chance whatsoever at all of it hooking up and coming back. Uh, it's just a nice, slow... Uh, I know the numbers that Innova or... Um, I don't know if it's Innova or Infinite gives It says it's a minus four. I I kind of get that. They'll say it's a, a two glide. I feel like it has a lot more glide than that, but because of the speed, it's the slowest disc you could probably find. Um, it's it's going to glide. It's not going to go far, though. It's going to just be a nice, either throw it really lightly, and it's just going to go straight and land flat, or just give it a little bit. It'll flip, turn over, never come back. It's not going to go far, but you can trust... The flight you can 100 percent trust the flight you need touch but it's not like overwhelming touch like i feel like for me it's easier to throw a sonic almost than it is to throw a comet
0: it it's definitely a, a light touch kind of kind of oh yeah like you, you're just trying to trying to float it out there and i i honestly never even tried to do anything but that with it and like normally i would oh i, I did i would did you Normally, not,
1: I mean I, not there was no never, power grip. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not a, yeah. a
0: dumb, dumb I never even tried it because I just I just know that it's not going to work. Um like if I tried normally with a putter, I would at least once try to do a power grip and and try to give it a full power throw and see what it does, um, whether it can handle it. And some putters can can be thrown like that and and won't flip at all and some putters will flip and turn over um i think that this one might flip all the way over is my my guess but having thrown it you know with uh, kind of a light kind of frisbee fan grip um around all over the place it's very accurate and a lot of fun and i just don't know why i would ever even try to do that right doesn't make sense for what this disc does um it's it's very much like a like within a hundred feet. It's your point and shoot kind of floated in there. Very little effort, um, and if you want to throw it further than that, you can get it to do some understable lines and it, in short lines, you, it'll still hyzer and and things like that. It's it's.
1: Hey, do you funny. want to warm up before the round and play catch with the disc?
0: Yeah, done exactly one hundred percent. This too. is your catch disc. Yeah, like this is a great catch disc. You could easily easily do that, and then I think the it the. Biggest part about this, um, for and it's isn't us because we weren't ultimate players, but this is a perfect transition disc for someone that's played ultimate frisbee their whole life, or you know is very good at ultimate frisbee, and and is trying to figure out how to play disc golf and and doesn't quite understand how our discs work. This is a great kind of carryover to get them used to the smaller diameter. And um, and yet still give them some of the characteristics of your ultimate frisbee lid. So,
1: and you can throw like I said. So you can throw a lot with a wrist snap with this disc, but you can also put arm into it, which you can't as much with your your typical uh, ultimate disc. At least, at least for not short with distance. disc golf form. Yeah. 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 Like if if you're gonna if you're gonna do a full reach back and pull through with an ultimate disc. Uh, even with as much hyzer as you can give, it's 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 gonna go right.
0: Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah.
1: But this bad boy. Once again, I mean, you don't want to do the full reach back, or everything, but I I gave it I gave it more juice than I thought it could handle. I mean, obviously on a pretty severe hyzer, and it flipped and it turned and it finished to the right, but it was a nice slow moving right turn it wasn't an immediate to the right cut roll um it kept kind of going forward as it was turning right um with that said it being a one speed which i think is totally right on um that continuing to go forward as it (laughs) turned right didn't net a lot of distance yeah but it was nice and clean and predictable
0: and and uh, I I liked it. Yeah, I think one speed is probably the best way to sum this disc up. Like it's it's not meant to be thrown as hard as you can. It's not meant to be you know ripped out there. It's meant to be a control disc that that you can put on for for you know kind of glidey little little short approach shots. Uh, you know what it, you know what it is. I have the, if you ever played ball golf.
1: Hmm. Have you ever played ball golf and uh, say you're at your house practicing your chipping or you're practicing your drives and you get like the little wiffle ball golf balls mm-hmm. that will show you your form flaws, right? So if yeah. you hook or yeah. whatever, it's gonna go right or left. But if you get a nice crank, it's gonna go straight. It's gonna be money, but it's gonna be an eighth the distance. Yep. Yeah. Of a regular ball. Yep. Like that's what the sonic is.
0: Yeah, I do. You have that's a nice, a great,
1: clean drive. And it's gonna go right where you want it. Way shorter.
0: <laughs> I have newfound respect for you right now. I think we could probably continue to do like at least a hundred more episodes Woo! of this podcast. All right, that was that was it's it. got signed on for excellent. A bit more. That's <laughs>
1: excellent what that's that's what this reason. is. It's a it's a a nice point and shoot, clean form. Get after it, disc.
0: All right, let's see if you can double down and just go for the perfect score with your beer description too. Beer, beer's good. <laughs> the beer is good did i win you win. did i do it
1: no it's it definitely has like that big pineapple like just yeah. off the nose I, that was my first thought um, too was
0: this tastes like a freaking pineapple
1: it's pineapple it's a little s- more sour than i think uh, i was expecting but i'm gonna i'm gonna be totally honest and upfront and say that's because it was probably canned in 2017 and Mm -hmm. that little bit wouldn't be there so i'll fight through that and say that's just a part of it aging which we let it too
0: much and the polar bear that delivered it to california was probably not as gentle with it as you would normally expect right right the standard delivery process so
1: but it's nice it's it's (laughs) it's It's hazy it's it's definitely a hazy um yeah uh, I mean, honestly, just so it's a dark can, but just seeing like the little bit of beer like on the rim as we drink from the can, um, it's a little darker than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's nice. It's got a good little chunk. It's got a good bit of sweet and that like the, the fruity uh, citrus pineapple, but it's got a nice little malty kick with some bitter at the end. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's a clean little it's
0: a clean little beer right there. Yeah, I like it. I I, I uh, and again I you know like Joe said we're we're not totally sure we're getting the the uh, the best of it since it's a year old at this point we think um, but it's it's excellent eight point four percent not too heavy on the alcohol not um, uh, more, a little
1: a little dank I would say a, a, a little more boozy than expected like I think last week. Uh, I think last week we had an 8.4 that wasn't as boozy as this one is, but I think a piece of that, once again, is probably the, the time it's been hanging in the can.
0: And uh, we should also mention we, we put this down as, as Anchorage Brewing Company, but this is actually a collaboration um, with Monkish Brewing Company as well. So uh, two, uh, two brewers. We have uh, the Anchorage Brewing Company, uh, which, spoiler, is in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, along with oh. Monkish Brewing Company. So uh, they were working together, which makes sense as to why this one would, was Anchorage, Utah. would be d- discontinued. Um, but, yeah, the, I'd say pineapple is the big part of it. Um, and definitely kind of a, a little bit of a, a dank kind of flavor to it as well. Um, certainly a hazy IPA at this point. So very Ooh, good. You know
1: what? I, so I, I'm reading something from Beer Advocate right now. Uh, someone said overripe orange. Uh huh. And so maybe we have the right thing because that's a, that little sour I was talking about. It like, doesn't taste. It doesn't. Stale at no, all. it doesn't taste. No, not stale. Sour. There's a little yeah, bit of okay. sour there. Yeah. Which, like, if you've had orange juice that maybe has been sitting out a yeah. little too long or something like that, like totally. Yeah. A, and I get that. And it's not bad. And I'm not saying it's this bad isn't at an all. An
0: exceptional beer. It's it's okay. It's good. But it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not like jumping out of my shoes right.
1: For it. Right. The name's cool. The can's cool. The beer's good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a beer, like I said at the beginning, that it is discontinued. They don't make it anymore, or maybe they'll bring it back at some point. Um, I, I would say it's discontinued. One, because it's a collaboration. Like the, you rarely continue collaborations going forward, um, unless it's like this innovative, over-the-top, wow, we blew it out of the park. Um it's good beer and I think each brewery was like, "Hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this." And they were happy with it. Um Yeah, it wasn't grand slam. Yeah. But it's a nice it's a, you know. Yeah. Give me an 8.4 double and and it's going fig- to be hard for me to upset the rest. with that. Yeah. yeah. I would say it is closer to west coast style than east coast. There's malty there, but there's definitely more of that like Piney tropical, piney tropical hop. Yeah. Then what we've decided is the dank hop. That's that more malty type hop. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's there, but it's, I would say it's, if I had to tell you west versus east, I would put it more on the, on the west.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. So, uh, I'd say based on that, we're both probably in on the beer. We, I, I, if, if one could find it, we approve. Yeah. And the disc I have seen you throw it in a round that matters. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I do I do bag it. Um
1: one uh because it's a great catch disc. Like I keep it cuz I'm like there's yeah. going to be a chance like
0: I I almost feel like I need to do the same thing just
1: And that's and that's cause. honestly that's why I put it in my bag yeah. is to have a good catch disc uh and then you know every once in a while that that throw comes up there. You're like, you know what? I know I don't have to do this. I know I can flick a wrist on an Anheuser, and it's just going to hold it, and I don't have to worry about my judge being like, you know what? I'm a little more stable than you thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is going to go where you put it, period. Yep. Yeah. So for short-distance upshots, like, I totally understand why Garrett Gurthy is a Sonic guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I If I was back to my Ranger... And I didn't have an Octo Hall. Honestly, I don't know that I would carry it. Yeah, it is. It is the a super well,
0: and it takes up a ton of space it in your does. bag.
1: It's it's a super utility like this, just crazy weird disc. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. I carry it because it, it's good. It's fun to have. Yeah. You know, it's like the same thing. And it's also like, kind of like,
0: hey, look at my Sonic. You know, right? Like,
1: I think it's like I think it's like someone who carries a Condor. Yeah. You know, like Ken Klein was back like. Back in the day, in the bags, like I carry condor for catch and because whatever. Yeah. Um. That's what this is. Yeah. You know, if I go down to my ranger to go on a flight somewhere, Sonic's not coming with me. Yeah. But it's a cool disc to have. So it's like, I don't know, three quarters in my bag.
0: I, I'd say that I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I'm probably going to put the other one in just so that I can have A disc that maybe we play catch with, or or like you know, even other people, just to just be like, hey, check this out, you know, whatever it is. Totally,
1: you know, this might be the perfect one too. I've thrown it a lot. You know, we've given putters and men rangers of friends like to start out. Like this is totally a disc that if we bring a new person on the course, I would have no problem just being like, yo, take the sonic,
0: just throw it like. Get after that, yeah, yeah, and don't try to worry about teaching them you know, how to how to throw a disc golf disc, just let them, let them... Just let them
1: have fun on the course yeah. and, and be able to like feel like they can accomplish something. Yeah. And yeah. this totally can give you that ability. I agree. Totally. Cool. I like it. I think that's four, that counts as four for four. I feel like it's like <clears throat> th- three three 3.8 out of four. All right. I'll go with that. I don't know why I came with that, and I don't really know how that's going to help me score it any better. I me either, but I was just going to poop, let on it, it, it go.
0: So but yeah, I, that's all we got for you guys on whoa, this whoa, episode. Whoa. Oh, you you got you got more? I got to give a I got to give a um I thought you were stumped, so I was going to I was, I but was I catch. feel like
1: I feel like it's even more imperative that I Ooh. come up with something because I'm so lost on it. Um Uh-oh. No, this is a uh, this is a a a Garrett girthy future world championship where it's you know it totally could happen um uh, fine probably, probably not but uh he does some really cool stuff he's got a cool disc couldn't be a nicer guy we'd like it but it, it's fine Evan.
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna this this one is the shovel because uh we dug pretty I don't deep. About, all
1: right, uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Woo! <laughs> all
0: right, that's all we got for you on this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. We thank you very much for listening and hope you tune in next week. Please throw five stars up on us on iTunes and uh, leave us a nice review. It always helps get new listeners on the podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram. We are at the Disc Golf Podcast. Twitter at the disc golf pot at the disc pod. Uh, we also have our website, stuff.com. We got discs up there, lists of all the deer reviews we've done, so the discs and the beers, uh, along with episode numbers. So if you're looking for specific things or what we've done, if you're uh, wanting to know whether we've reviewed a specific disc and what episode to look for, it's up there on our website. And uh, you can also find on our website, a link to our Slack group which is an awesome disc golf chat community that we've created. Uh, hit the join Slack link. Come say hello. We'll, we'll talk to you answer any questions you have. We're there all the time. And lastly, I'll say it one more time, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. If you love our show, uh, subscribe there, support us, and get access. Even if you
1: like our show, it's a, it's a buck a pre-show.
0: Yeah, you'll get access to our pre-show recordings and, and get extra disc golf podcast every single week. Uh, In the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff.
2: This is a song for the aceless. For those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up. Hucking out outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's in the B's Sometimes you got to say, hey I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna huck it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly and then you say hey i hit some metal and then you say wait a minute robin i think i'm starting to get it now could you fill my throat for me that's fucking teamwork what's your favorite disc that's cool with me it's not a trespass but i guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA. So let's go to the bar, and then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly, and then I'll fucking hook it softly, and then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook it.